Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske, and we do hope you're hanging in there. These are some really stressful times. And today's show is focused on getting you up-to-date answers to some of those stressors. Later in the hour, we'll talk to an infectious disease expert with the latest on the new coronavirus and, and what you need to know. And St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen will also join us. She wants to talk to us about social distancing as well as how the city is responding to all this. First, though, we're checking in on Illinois. Missouri's state government still seems to be grappling with how to respond to the spread of the coronavirus. But Illinois took some big steps beginning Friday and throughout the weekend. And that's even as the state approaches its primary election tomorrow. So joining me in studio to talk about what's going on on the other side of the river is St. Louis Public Radio's Metro East reporter Eric Schmid. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I wish it were for better, for better circumstances. Yes, and, and I hope we'll get to that point again in, in <laughs> months. But for now, uh, let's talk about some pretty serious subjects. I know Governor J.B. Pritzker made some sweeping changes over the last few days. What did he mandate? Yeah, so on Friday he came out and he said that all public and private uh, schools will be closed starting tomorrow for the next couple weeks through the 30th of March. That was on Friday. Then arguably, arguably the bigger bit of news came out yesterday and he said that all bars and restaurants have to close down after tonight. They can't have people inside their establishments. And and that's leading a lot of restaurant owners, bar owners to, to scramble to try and either come up with some sort of contingency plan or just close for the next two weeks. So these bars can't have people dining in. They can still do carry out? Yeah, yeah, they can still do carry out. And one of the restaurants that I, uh, the, an owner that I spoke to this morning said that that's where they're pivoting to. Um, it's Zapata's out in Collinsville, he said, the the um, Leo Zapata told me that they're going to have curbside pickup. So maybe, hopefully, their loyal customers will call in a to-go order, and they can go on go and get it and have it be picked up in their car, not, not ever having to go into the restaurant. So for a place that doesn't have a drive-through window, um, this works that people can't even come in and order at the counter the way you might at a, a fast casual establishment. They're going to have to take it out to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's just going to be it's just going to be closed. And for places that are more event oriented you know, bars, uh, maybe a space like the Wine Garden in Belleville. They're just closing. I called them up too. And, and they said that we don't have the capacity to do curbside uh, deliveries. And, and that's just not safe for the way that their business runs. So how do business owners feel about these new restrictions that the governor announced? Well, some they're they're scared. Uh, obviously, for the coronavirus reasons, they're also worried about you know not being able to make either any money or as much money for for two weeks. I mean, it, it's not that easy to to be able to run a business without, uh, especially a restaurant, without having customers who come in and and eat your food and uh, have that turnover every single day. So they're concerned. One of them who I was speaking to was a little bit upset that it was restaurants and bars that were targeted specifically when you still. Have have like bowling alleys and movie theaters that are open where a lot of people can still come and congregate. I understand in in Missouri uh, that some theaters are limiting the amount of people who can be in there, but mm-hmm. that's still a lot of people who are in a small enclosed room at one time. And so in Illinois at this point, it really is just bars and restaurants. You can still go bowling? I, as far as I know, yeah. Okay. Those so might be closed today, though. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, there may be more coming, but that business owners are feeling like maybe this is a little bit unfair just to single out them. 
Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that it, it it to me it seems like a first step just to really lock down the social places where a lot of people can easily gather at once. Um, but it it does seem a bit unfair if you, if it only hits restaurants and bars and this one very small sliver of. Um, the the overall you know places where people go and gather. Now we all saw photos over social media this weekend where people were continuing to go out in throngs, um, even though uh, health officials had said people should practice social distancing. They should be six feet mm-hmm. apart. Is this in reaction to the fact that people in Illinois weren't necessarily listening to that, or, or is it more? I mean, I can't speak for for what the governor was thinking, but that does seem to be you know a, a major reason why. I mean, of course, you know, tweet, uh, tweets coming out of Nashville, tweets coming out of all over. We're like, we're still going to be open. Um, I think that from the communication that I've seen from Pritzker's office, he is taking this seriously and he wants all Illinoisans to take this seriously, too. And if people aren't going to take it seriously, he's going to step in and say uh, to to take it seriously. Now, you mentioned this two-week period. Is that at this point, this is just for two weeks as far as the bars and restaurants are concerned? Or what what is he saying about that? As far as we know, it's only two weeks, but it, this could easily be extended another couple weeks after that. Um, and, I, and that's where one of the restaurant owners who I spoke to today was, was concerned, because if this extends from two to four to six to eight weeks, you're not looking at you're trying to hold over for two months instead of from two weeks. I mean, how it, it that's a huge difference yeah, right there. It makes it a lot harder to to think about planning in terms of finance wise, especially when restaurants d- don't tend to operate on really fat margins. Yeah, that's a great point. Now, what about the schools? Is that also being posed as, as a two week plan at this point? As far as I know, yes. I mean, I was just checking it before I came in here today. Uh, it's, the situation is fluid. Yeah. But, yeah. but as best you know, they're saying for at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. Until March 30th is is what they have said in, in, in writing and in most communication. Now, there's a lot of talk about the fact that um, some families can't afford food other than things like school lunches. Is anything being done to try to take care of that population? At this point, I, I can't say whether or not, what what is going on there. I imagine that there are uh, local organizations and also the departments under the state government that are going to be working on ensuring that families who are vulnerable will be able to have access to that. Uh, but I, at this point, I just don't know. So help put this in context context for us. Um, how big a problem are is coronavirus right now in Illinois? Obviously, we know there might be many undetected cases out there. But how many um, how many cases where they're confirmed to have it? Do we even have at this point? So there are a lot more confirmed cases in Illinois than there are in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get a chance to look at the official numbers right before I got in here, but it's it's in the upper. Uh, 60s or 70s, the last that I had seen. But in the Metro East, only three confirmed cases. But as testing ramps up, that will likely increase just because of, I mean, how many people, if you start to test more, you'll start to see more Mm -hmm. positives. I mean, that's kind of how it goes, right? So we know it's not just in Chicago at this point. It's also in um, parts of the area that are much closer to St. Louis. Yes, yes. Two in St. Clair County and one in Clinton County so far. So Illinois is dealing with all this at the same time that its primary election is actually tomorrow. Talk about really bad timing. Is Mm -hmm. that going forward? Yes, it is. As early as Thursday of last week, Pritzker said 
the primaries going forward as planned, and and that followed up with uh, some communication from the Secretary of State office and uh, in accompaniment with the other states that are voting tomorrow. Uh, Going forward, the polling places in the Metro East, they have moved away from nursing homes, assisted living facilities, any kind of senior living area that would have been a polling place has been moved. In most cases, it's just down the road. It's just not in that same facility to minimize uh, to minimize contact. And clerks are encouraging uh, the voter judges to not shake hands with voters, voters, not hug voters, uh, to... That seems like some really good advice there. Like, it's sad maybe they'd even have to say that. But yes, don't hug your poll worker. Uh, Also cleaning down the equipment. If if anybody goes into the poll and is coughing or sneezing, then immediately disinfecting that space. Uh, But the clerks, I've, uh, the clerks said that there were a lot of election judges that checked out, that they said, we don't want to, that they called out. They don't want to be an election judge anymore. And a lot of those election judges are older individuals. But they have said that they were able to backfill those election judge positions, reaching out to teachers, uh, husbands and wives, college students who hmm. are coming back to the region to, uh, to do it. But a lot of election judges were calling out, uh, and, and, and that led to a lot of headaches for for them in terms of organizing. I imagine. But they feel at this point they have enough poll workers to go forward with this. People Mm -hmm. are willing to show up and do that. Yeah. I think it'll be a real question of whether voters are willing to show up. Do we have any sense of um, what turnout could look like for this? Well, yeah. uh, Tom Holbrook, who's the county clerk in St. Clair County, told me that he said, based on our early voting returns, people are really not, they're not turning out. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a a very depressed turnout. just based off of what we've already seen, I mean, and people who are deciding whether or not they want to go to the polls tomorrow. I mean, think about all of the other things that they have on their mind with the coronavirus. Voting is not likely to be top of mind, especially when it's a way to either spread or get the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. People might well choose to stay home. Um, and we do have a note from one of our producers. The Chicago Tribune reports that there are now more than 90 cases in Illinois statewide. And we do want to reiterate, those are just people who have been tested. There may well be lots of people out there in the population who haven't known to get a test or haven't been able to get a test. It's certainly on the low end Mm -hmm. of the number of cases we're talking about. Um, Now, I know in Illinois, you can vote early. So early voting continues today. That's something people can still do if they want to avoid potential crowds. Yeah, yeah. The the governor encouraged people to use early voting as they as 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 best they could vote by mail in in that situation. He encouraged all of the uh, polls to to op- open extended hours for early voting and and said that that was the best way to avoid crowds if you wanted to and and that will extend today and will extend tomorrow. If you're interested in becoming a voter election judge, if, if that's in, uh, something that you want to do and you live in St. Clair County, I, I think that they're accepting phone calls until 5 or 6 p.m. Even today. now they're still yeah. recruiting yeah. new election judges. Interesting. Um, so with this vote that is going to take place tomorrow and is already happening in early voting, obviously the Democratic Party's presidential primary is the big thing on this ballot. Um, even as it feels like that race is not quite as exciting as it was back in Super Tuesday when there were more people in it, um, is this state believed to even be hotly contested at this point? The political scientists that, I, that I've spoken to have said it's very likely that Illinois will follow the same trend as Missouri and Michigan. I mean, they s- said that 
Illinois' voting population, the Democratic voting population, mirrors a lot of what we see in Missouri and Michigan, an agricultural state, manufacturing state. Um, and given that, it's likely that we'll see uh, Vice President Joe Biden win across the board in many counties, as, as he won all of the counties in Michigan and Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last time around, it was close. Uh, in 2016? Yes, in 2016 it was So it this was, was Sanders versus Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, who ended up winning Illinois that year? Clinton by a very small margin. Uh, she won a lot of the urban centers. I know she won St. Clair County, but Sanders won Madison County. Hmm. Sanders won a lot of uh, counties that were downstate outside of uh, Cook County, the Chicago Collar County's area. But that might, this time around, it's looking like uh, if Illinois is like Missouri and Michigan, every single county will go to Joe Biden. Okay, that could be interesting that these same rural counties where Senator Sanders did so well um, back in 2016, those do not look like areas he's doing well in 2020. I think it, it might, I mean, one of the narratives that came out of Michigan uh, from last week was not so much that Sanders was really appealing in 2016, but more that people were voting against uh, Clinton, I read many articles about that, and that mm-hmm. might also be a trend that happens in Illinois too. That that people were are not necessarily drawn to him, but they're they were drawn they were drawn to him to vote against uh, Clinton last time. And this time around, everything is different. Um, but it sounds like turnout that could be the one variable here that could throw everything into a question. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see what early voting uh, returns are are looking like, just because people were able to vote uh, as early as February. Hmm. So there might be some votes for some candidates who've dropped out of the race. <laughs> yeah. Well, St. Louis Public Radio reporter Eric Schmidt, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.